But we're going to start this hour with uh, football again. The New Zealand under-20s, as we've uh, heard last hour, have continued their remarkable World Cup run at the under-20 World Cup in Poland after hammering Honduras 5-0 in their first game. They've beaten Norway 2-0 this morning in their second pool match to secure passage through to the knockout rounds with a game to spare. Coach of the side is Des Buckingham. It's just after midnight local time in Poland, but he has taken uh, some time to have a chat to us. Thanks for your time, Des. Good evening to you. Yeah, good morning. Good afternoon, Piney. How are you? <laughs> oh, great. You probably don't know what it is. What What pleased you the most about uh, about the way your team played today? I think the way they went about their business. Um, we knew Norway was going to be a different test to, to Honduras. Um, they knocked the current World Cup holders out of this competition in their qualification stage. They knocked England out to take their place. So, um, they've got some very good players and they're a good team that's been together for two or three years. So the way, um, you know, the first 10 minutes is probably a little bit cagey. Um, but again, the guys grew into the game and uh, once they nullified, nullified the, the threats that um, Norway posed, uh, something we worked on the last couple of days, it was nice to see them get back on the ball and start to enjoy uh, playing the way they, they have been and, and expressing themselves. Can you talk a bit about the analysis you've done on the opposition sides? Uh, you and I spoke about this uh, pre-tournament. Um, you've got uh, quite a bit of resource tied up in in analysing your opponents by the sounds of things. Yeah, we have. We've taken uh, the, the largest staff an age group team has ever taken away to a competition. Uh, and that was a big push from, from me around with a good group of players. We need to support them and surround them with... Uh, not just numbers of staff, but good staff. So we've taken two analysts away with us uh, and they've worked tirelessly um, over the last three weeks uh, just looking at the the teams we're coming up against, how they play, what they do. Um, and again, once the games, the first game was played here against, uh, well, the first group game was played here, they tied that in together. So they've been fantastic in terms of providing the coaching staff and then the players with um, their feedback on what they think may happen. And that's really helped us. So did your approach today with the ball differ largely from the way you approached the game against Honduras when you were in possession? Yeah, it did. Um, again, I haven't watched it back yet, uh, but we, we we see they play a 5-4-1 or a 4-5-1 out of possession. And uh, the spaces that we were able to create for Sapri and Callum Macau against Honduras, we didn't feel would be there this game because of the compactness of their, their shape. Um, so we, we looked at opportunities to exploit uh, the same way that Uruguay did against them in the last game. And that was very much taking advantage of the space that they leave um, down the outside so the fullbacks push on really high. So we looked at opportunities to play quickly down there through Libby and Callan and then Elijah and uh, the first half was Ben Wayne. Um, and then at times we looked maybe to go a little bit more direct because the back line was, or we, we felt that the back line would play quite high. Um, so that was, that was just a slightly different approach, um, but that was just because of the, the, the game that we expected. The uh, the first goal didn't come um, until about the seventieth minute. Were you always confident, though, that you had what it took to uh, to score a goal in this game? We did. We said to them at half time. Um, I felt we had the again defensively. We're, we're very sound from from the, um, one to eleven through. Uh, they worked tirelessly, and some of the numbers that have just come through <laughs> are, are sort of very impressive. Um, so we always felt that we were able to contain. Contain that if we sorted out one thing that we wanted to at half time, uh, and, and we did. They, they stopped Norway playing the way that Norway normally do, and uh, I thought the, the defenders dealt fantastically well with the more direct style of football that they faced in the second half. Um, and 
yeah, sorry, I forget the second part of your question at this time of no, night. No, that's no, that that's it. You've answered it. You've answered it perfectly. <laughs> Uruguay, Uruguay are next. Uh, you've already secured passage through to the knockout rounds. Um, will that change the way you approach the Uruguay game on Friday morning New Zealand time, Thursday night for you? Um, yeah, it's a difficult one to answer this evening. Uh, I think we, we'll do the same thing we have done for the last couple of games, and that will be very much assess the players that we've uh, have played the last two games, and the majority of the last two games, we'll, ref- we'll assess them over the next two days. Uh, but we've got we've got ten players uh, or ten finishers, if you like, that, that have either come on or haven't yet con- uh, haven't yet um, stepped onto the field, and they're they're raring to go. Uh, and I've I'd have no issue in starting any one of the twenty one players that we've brought away with us. So. We'll have a we'll have a look and see how everyone pulls up, and then um, yeah, we'll make our decisions maybe maybe tomorrow afternoon before we train. I see Libby Kakachi picked up a yellow card today. I presume under World Cup rules, if he was to get another one, that would earn him a one-game ban. So, would there be any temptation, perhaps, to to just give Libby a rest on on Thursday night and uh, and just keep his powder dry, make sure he doesn't pick up another booking? Yeah, the good the good thing is with Barney with the twenty one we brought away, we've got cover in every position. So for every so for a Libby, we've got a Dalton Wilkins, uh, and we've also got a Don Woodridge that could play there, and that's the same all the way across the pitch. Um, so if we need to take uh, whether it's Libby or another player out for rest or because made possible suspensions, we've got a direct replacement who's competent and technically proficient, and will will add value to to this group. And like I said, they're they're raring to go. Um, and they'll, they'll uh, look to continue building upon what we've we've done. The thing which has resonated with a lot of people, and I know I'm keeping you up here, Des. I'm sorry, I know it's it's getting late where you are, but I just wanted to I wanted to get a couple of questions to you before you get some shut eye. Uh, something that's resonated with a lot of people is the way that New Zealand are playing. Where you know you're an Englishman, you you are relatively new to this country, but but those of us who have watched New Zealand sides play for a long time have gotten used to New Zealand being hard to break down getting bodies behind the ball, being committed, rolling their sleeves up, but not always being able to technically match it with their opposition. What we're seeing now is is New Zealand players very much matching it technically and tactically with, with highly vaunted opponents. Is this something that you always knew was possible from this group of players? Yeah, I think so. I've been here, I've been in New Zealand now for five years, so I've seen the large crops of these players... Um develop or come through, whether it was in the role at the Phoenix or for the last year and a half in my role as the 20s head coach. Um, so I've no doubt, technically, tactically, they're, they're, they're more than able to compete on the world stage. The the one thing that we've really tried um, doing with this group is because they come in from several different environments, um, was to, to involve them in creating our own identity and who we were, what that looked like, um, how we behaved, but also how we wanted to play. Uh, and we've, we've spent a lot of time over the past two, three weeks uh, looking at that both on the pitch uh, and we've built, um, we've involved high performance support and a real deep culture piece uh, that ties um, some some real traditional uh, cultural cultural tradition, excuse me, cultural traditions, uh, a Maori heritage back into our identity. So even though we're away from home, um, it still ties us back to home. Do you think you'll be able to sleep tonight? You sound like you're still pretty awake. I know it's uh, there's probably a bit of adrenaline buzzing through you, and I'm sure the players as well. They'll probably nod off at some stage about three or four in the morning local time. Or are you are you quite quite knackered now? Tony, I'll have no problem as soon as I walk into my room is to hit in the bed and fall in the sleep. I can tell you, <laughs> it's uh, it's a fantastic, it's a really nice feeling. Uh, I'm really proud to to be part of this group, and um, it's a real nice special feeling uh, to to sit there after the game. 
and just see just see what this group have, have done so far. But again, it's now. I'm sure we'll wake up tomorrow, and it's important now we refocus. And again, we want to continue building on this, and, and this group is very capable of doing that. Thanks for uh, taking my call, mate. Sleep well, and uh, and all the best in your preparations for Uruguay. No worries. Really appreciate your time. Cheers, Piney.